You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the Euro Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. A very busy show as we look back on the opening games of Euro 2020. Joined as always by Mark Shanklin. Shanklin, how are we? Hi, what's happening, Scott? For a, good. for a good start to Euro so far. Definitely. Lachlan Haggett as well. Lachlan, Turkey down the off just I want to start, but we've been enjoying the first couple <laughs> of days of the tournament. Oh, it was a tactical genius when you look at the path. Uh, second <laughs> place is actually better for that group. So, <laughs> tactical genius. But no, it's uh, the games that I've managed. I've missed a kind of few games just with stuff on, but the, the games I've seen, it's been a, been a decent tournament uh, so far. Uh, it's got a lot of potential. Definitely. We'll touch on, obviously, the we'll be through every game that's happened over the past. We're recording this right after the Netherlands versus Ukraine game, which we'll touch on later on. We've just finished 3-2, but we'll start, obviously, we would usually start with the opening game of the tournament, but I feel as if we need to start with, obviously, what happened yesterday. Denmark playing Finland just before half-time, obviously, we know Christian Eriksen collapsed in the middle, in the, just to the sidelines. The best thing we can we, we could have hoped for was that Christian Eriksen, Eriksen pulled through. It didn't look good to start with. Obviously, we know now that there's there's definitely some positive news been coming out over the past kind of few hours. But Shankers, it was just one of the most harrowing things I think I've ever seen watching any any game of football in my life. I I remember all the years ago. I was quite young at the time, and I was Fabrice Mamba and the no. when were playing Tottenham and. When you're that young, you don't really, really know a lot, and you don't really think anything of it. But to to see that happening yesterday is probably one of the worst things I've ever witnessed watching a game of a football. If no, the worst, just really distressing, uncomfortable to watch at times as well. Um, through no faulty, no faulty MDs. I think it's one of the, you see loads of things. Should the cameras be on them? Course no, but then I've seen. Who knows? Nobody knows they're going to be in that position. It, it is really hard for for the the people in the studios and all that to make an instant decision at that time. It, it, it's something that a position that nobody wants to be in. And of course, you just hope hope he's well and hope he recovers well. And and it must be really tough for. For Denmark to go and continue and play that game under these circumstances, whether it's right or wrong, that should have played is a different question. But it must have been really tough for them to to pluck up the courage and, and go and, and play. I think it was the last fifty minutes uh, of that game, so it must have been really tough for them. And fair play to them, uh, and fair play to Finland as well, because they was they were involved in it just as much. So obviously, it was Ericsson's teammates, but, but Finland were still part of that game and. It was a tough one. For me, I don't think it should have been played that that night, maybe the next day or a couple of days, but as soon for them to get and play, it's been said that maybe he wanted them to get and play, but I just don't think it was maybe right for for the players. I don't think they would have been in the right frame of mind to to go and carry on in that game. Lachlan, obviously the main main thing to take from this is we we do expect Christian Eriksen as has kind of responded, he's, he's stable. That's the main thing here. I know obviously we're, we're all 
at the start of this, we were all, obviously we were on Tuesday night saying how much we're looking forward to this tournament, but football really does get out the window when we're talking, when, we're, when you see something like that. I mean, the the doctors came out and said today, basically, that he was, he was gone. Like they, they did say, he has said, we managed to bring him back. Like it just shows you, like football goes out the window, and this Christian Eriksen really is just a brave, brave man. He obviously come back from that, and hopefully somehow managed to kind of pull through and get over the worst of this. I no, like football doesn't even doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like this, like there's the stories of you know he might never play again. I, I really don't think Christian Eriksen or his family will be given. Any care in the world about his football career, the new. To be honest, they'll just be, just be glad that he's, you know, he's stable and he's, and as you say, you know, the chat is he, he kind of did die for a bit, and that's just, mm-hmm. it's just crazy, you know, such a kind of healthy guy and, and all that as well. So I know he's, he's always been kind of fit and and, and stuff. Uh, just shows that in the blink of an eye, anything can happen, and I uh, football just isn't even. Doesn't matter, and I agree with Shankers. I don't think the game should have been played last night, even though Ericsson was, you know, telling them to. Like, how can you, you know, you put yourself in that position? Imagine it happened to yourself. How can you play knowing that your your pals away uh, getting rushed to hospital and stuff? I don't know. I, I, the, I don't think I don't think the game should have been played. I think there could have been a bit maybe. Wasn't maybe to even play today or whatever. They, they could have found a way around it. I think you did see the day, like obviously. Schmeichel, obviously, I don't think I think Casper Schmeichel saves that in a normal normal situation, and I think the penalty was you could tell he just wasn't in the frame of mind to hit a penalty. But obviously, that's it's understandable. We know why. Obviously, that's no player should be under that strain. But Finland did Finland, the game did resume later on that night, and Finland did get the result, the first result in a major tournament. Pon Paolo got the goal. Shankers. It was obviously a big result for Finland. What's your thoughts and what was your thoughts and the game that it didn't really, I know that it didn't matter, but it was hard to focus in the game knowing what would what we seen and what we were thinking about at the time. Yeah, you're spot on. It was. I'm not saying the game was totally irrelevant, but almost to a certain extent, it, it was. I mean, the the players, the players could. There's no possible way they could cover 100 focus in that game, and and I'm including the Finland players in that as well. It must have been. I almost feel as if Finland on a slight lose lose scenario. Technically, mm-hmm. because if if they won well, they're going to say well they're expected to win because the Denmark team has been through, and then if they lose, they're going to go oh well how did you lose to a team who's just been through that? So I have to say fair play to them for for still going out and putting in a professional performance. But as as me and Lachlan have said that for the game to go ahead. I don't think it was right. If say for instance that happened in Denmark's training two days before it, would the game of of went ahead? I, I very much doubt it because Ericsson would have been one of the players to start in the game. So if it happened mm-hmm. a day or four or two days before, I doubt the match would have go ahead. For, so happened in that game and the game would still go ahead. I know it's tough with a, with a tournament like this. It's no doubt it's a league game. You can go and play it three months down the line. It's a group stage knockout competition that the games have to be played within a certain amount of time but a day or two later they, they could have walked away run about it in my opinion but they play to Finland uh, okay. three points and, and a good start to the group that what they look for definitely Finland obviously's next game is against Russia where Denmark play Belgium later on this week 
We'll touch on the opening game. Obviously, Friday night it kicked off a tremendous opening ceremony. But we kicked off with the Italians with an impressive 3-0 win over Lachlan's team, Turkey. <laughs> Demirawa on goal, Immobile and Insigne with the goals. Lachlan, I know we'll touch on Turkey in a few minutes, but Italy were very impressive, I thought. Either. You know, they were getting all the products on here um, for, for a couple of the guys, you know, I think a, a few of you kind of fancied Italy. Um, and you can see why, you know, they were just uh, they were great going forward. Uh, the first half, you, you know, they maybe weren't as clinical as they, they should have been, but, you know, they put that right in the second half, come out firing, and they, they probably could have won them more, to be honest. So, uh, you know, they're, they're looking good, and if they can keep that up, they'll be, they'll be right about it at the end. Shan, because I thought there was a few standouts in the Italian team, but who who can I stuck it to you? I've got two names in here. Uh, first of all, Insignia. He went, he went, I think that's how you pronounce it. No, the best at that. But he he was kind of instrumental in everything. Everything kind of went through him. Uh, I think it's Spinazzola. Spinazzola, yeah. The, the left back. He, the right foot, apparent left back. Uh, he maybe plays there for his club or whatever, but sometimes it's kind of unnatural. I think he linked up with Insignia very, very well down the left-hand side. Yeah, I think everything kind of went through them. The most impressive thing for me with Italy was, we were talking about it yesterday, our football. See, when they lost the ball, it wasn't as if, it wasn't getting a shape and then we won it back. As soon as they lost the ball, bang, they were up, yeah. they were pressing, they were in the face. And, and you could see Turkey were panicking and, and eventually Italy got the ball back whether well, they won it back themselves or whether Turkey just gave it away. But that was probably the most impressive thing about Italy. And Italians are maybe the football gets branded as if it's kind of slow and progressive football. But yesterday they were they were eh, sorry, Friday they were they were firing eh, straight from the start and and they will be a team that I think goes deep into the competition. The group very favourable for them, so they're looking good. And obviously I think it's like 28 games unbeaten or something like that. So. Yeah, 28 games unbeaten. They've only lost four goals since uh, September 2019. It's an unbelievable achievement. I'll agree with you. I thought Insigne was brilliant. I thought Spinazzola was really good as well. Jorginho really stuck, stuck out to me as well. He just really controlled the tempo. I just thought Italy were, were impressive. I know I kind of thought Italy would be the, the dark horses. I do think that they've got the potential to go far in this tournament. Lachlan, obviously Turkey were, were disappointing, but I don't... Although kind of Italy did kind of run over them, and then I still think there's more from this Turkey team. I don't. I think they did the first half. I didn't think they were as bad in the first half first as half. people made out, but I do. I do think there's more to this Turkey team than, than what people are saying. I, I think they could potentially turn this round. I know they were disappointing on Friday, but I do think that they've got the potential to maybe bounce back for that. Yeah, I I think. Um... The way they'll have approached that game, obviously they wanted a, a kind of decent result and performance, but I think they'd have been into that knowing that it's kind of a free hit because of the other two games I've got. Because I, I fancy them to, to beat Wales and Switzerland, kind of going off the, you know, I know we'll talk about that match, um, but looking at that, I think Turkey will probably fancy themselves to, to kind of beat those, those two. So they'd have been maybe viewing the Italy game as a kind of free hit. And as I, I said, you know, Tactically, coming seconds maybe better as well. Similar to Scotland's group, that I can't remember the who it is they would play if they came first or second. But uh, I know it's certainly more favourable to come second, which is quite bizarre, really. That that's the case. But I think they'll, I think they'll be fine. Wales, they've got on Wednesday. 
and it's going to be in uh, is Azerbaijan, and there'll yeah. be no, quite a lot of Turkish fans at that, or as many as they can get. So I think that will be a totally different ball game. You know, that will feel like a home game probably to them. So we're keeping the faith with Turkey. Absolutely, six point. Very good. Right, we'll move on to our game in Group B. Wales, uh, uh, sorry, Wales won, Switzerland won in Baku. Braille and Bolo gave Switzerland the league before. Kiefer Moore equalised for Wales and then a Gravanovic goal for Switzerland was chopped off just before the end. Shankers, would you say this was a fair result, a, a draw? To be honest, Scott, I never really seen this full game because I had a game at the same time. But see, just touching back on, on the Turkey pathway and all that, I think that was probably the best possible result for Turkey because it keeps them both in one point. Mm-hmm. Turkey's obviously getting no points, so it still leaves them in in uh, a good position to, to go through in the groups. It's probably a fair result in their part. Mm-hmm. I, I think, <laughs> don't think, <laughs> I don't think any of these teams, his game against Italy is going to decide the outcome of the group. Um, same way, another group later on that we'll come on to. I think it's, Going to be dependent on the, the results against the other two teams that they're going to play in the group who finishes second. I think Italy will win all three games, to be honest. So I think it's it's uh, whoever's the best of the rest uh, in the other two games is going to finish second. And, and I agree. I think it could be Turkey as well, even though they they were beaten comfortably. As I said, I don't think that result will, will determine where they'll finish in the group. Mm-hmm. Lachlan, what did you think of the, the Wales-Switzerland game? I would probably say it was a fair result, but I do think Switzerland were just a better team. I do th- I, th- I do think Wales struggled. I think a lot of their players were kind of struggling for sharpness. I do think that game will have helped get into the next game, but it's probably a fair result because I do think Switzerland were, were quite weak at the back and did allow Wales a couple of chances that they probably shouldn't have got. But I, what would you put your thoughts on the Wales-Switzerland game? It was quite a poor game overall, I Aye. thought. Was, there wasn't much quality. Like Switzerland looked all right, but final third, they were just they just weren't good at all. You know, they were they were getting into the positions, but that the ball into the box for the likes of Mbabu, I expected a lot better. They just you know, they a couple of big guys in there that they could they could get onto their head and good finishers as well, but they just didn't seem to to take advantage. It, it was quite a Wales, they just turned up, you know, they had the can I get actually worked out perfectly for them, you know, kinda sit in a bit and, and then they obviously they had to come out and they and they got their goal kinda out of nothing to be honest. But that's why Keith Moore's on the park for that that kind of chance. Um I think it was at 30 degrees, kind of high humidity they were playing in. So those are tough conditions for for both teams. And I think that probably affected the game. Um but I I think a draw was probably fair. Um but I don't think there would have been too many complaints if Switzerland did get that goal at the end. It was one of them. Wales didn't deserve the win, but getting a draw is probably fair enough. Aye. Aye. I, obviously, we're going into Wednesday. Turkey play Wales. I think that's a massive game. Obviously, in Baku, it's going to feel like a home game for Turkey. But I think the, that game, will, the Switzerland game, will have done Wales a bit of good to maybe get back to sharpness. That'll be interesting. Italy play Switzerland in the Stadio Olimpico on Wednesday at 8 o'clock as well. So we've got... Another, we've got more interesting things to come in Group A. We'll move into the other game that took place on Saturday night. Belgium 3, Russia 0. A double from Romelu Lukaku and Thomas Mounier to give the best, the world number ones, a winning start. Lachlan, I thought Belgium were excellent. I thought Lukaku was, was sharp. I thought even with De Bruyne and 
Hazard with 20 minutes to go coming on. I, I, we know De Bruyne. I do think Belgium could potentially be really, really good in this tournament. I thought it was a bit as good a start as they could have hoped for. I, uh, I'm, I'm not lie. I never actually got to see this game, but for, for what I've seen and heard, uh, Belgium were, you know, pretty, pretty comfortable. And looking at the group, you'd think this would be the only game that would kind of cause them bother as well if, uh, if Russia had turned up. So, you know, it looks as if it's going to be quite comfortable for Belgium in that group now. You don't see them dropping any points, to be honest. So that will kind of stand them in good stead. And uh, as you say, with De Bruyne and Hazard, if they can kind of get back to. The full fitness, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll be laughing, I think, so they will. Shankers, obviously, Lukaku was was very, very good. Obviously, two goals, obviously, the it was my pick for the golden boot. I think he's probably a lot of people's pick as well. First of all, how do you, how did you think Belgium played and were you disappointed with how Russia came out and started the tournament? Uh, I, th- I think a lot of people were, were talking about Russia because he the World Cup in 2018, which we remember it was three years ago. It was a it was a home tournament for Russia as well, which which obviously makes a difference for me play, playing all your games at home technically. So uh, I think Russia they're probably the second best team in the group. Arguably maybe Denmark, although Finland's went and beat them under different circumstances. But between Russia and Denmark for me who who's gonna come second fiddle to Belgium, but can't say I'm surprised really with the result with the players Belgium's got they should, they should be doing that to teams and they'll probably do it to teams that are better than Russia as well. I think, I think they'll go late in the competition. Lukaku off the back of a great season uh, domestically, depending on his form into the tournament. If he is firing he's got the he's got the uh, people behind him to feed him the ball and, and, and assist them uh, with plenty with plenty of goals. So Belgium to go late in the competition is, is definitely definitely no unreasonable and Lukaku for Golden Boot. There's a lot of folks here that a lot of my my mates are on that uh, with the rookies. So I don't think Belgium will be too far away. Uh, they need, it's just a case of needing to keep keep that consistency up I suppose. Uh, they've not really done it in in the big stage before uh, but Who's to say they, they won't do it this time? Mm-hmm, definitely. Obviously, Wednesday, the next games in Group B will be Finland versus Russia, and then Thursday, massive game in the Parkin Stadium as Denmark will look to get their one on the board against Belgium. We'll move on to today's games where Group D kicked off with England 1, Croatia now, Raheem Sterling with a goal. Shankers, first things first, what did you think of the lineup when you heard that? When I, when I seen the lineup, I was. Very surprised, I must admit. I'm not sure what the deal is. I just seen something today, and I don't know whether this is true or no. See how it was a 26 man squad? Mm-hmm. Can you only name 23? I think that there's something in that, either because was there no something about Sancho and Chilwell not even in the bench? Is Sancho, Chilwell, Maguire? No. And they weren't they quoted. Whether they weren't quoted through injury or whatever, that made, that made some, somebody. Posted about twenty three players can only uh, make the only be named uh, out of the twenty six, and if that's true, how he's left a left back out to play a right back and left back. It's not as if Chilwell's just went and won the Champions League the other Basically, although I know Trippier's uh, won La Liga and had a really good season, but it's not his position. It's 
a real kick in the face to, to two boys, Luke Shaw and Chilwell, who have had decent seasons. I prefer Chilwell uh, them both, but it's a real kick in the face if they two have been left out to a right back left back. Is, is Southgate just trying to trying to justify the fact that he's took that many right backs by playing a right back at left back? Do you not think? Do you not think it was team? maybe for experience? Like maybe just to kind of give. Well, obviously Mings was making his first appearance in a tournament. You've got maybe Trippier there to maybe to help balance that. I know it sounds daft, but maybe help kind of protect Mings a wee bit, maybe and. Uh, because you can't look at it that way, but Luke Shaw's not exactly no, an experienced I, player. So, I mean, and, and what, what, is, what is he thinking sitting in the bench as a left-back for Man United that a right-back is playing in mm-hmm. his position before him? It, it must be a real kick in the face, and he's obviously got reasons for it, whether whether it's Croatia's got somebody that's going to cut inside all the time and I show him to show Monty Trippier's good foot, which is his right foot. I, I see one of the commentators says that Trippier's really good with uh, set pieces with a dead ball and, and England didn't really have many others like that so that's what he's playing but I, I didn't get that I, I must admit I ate my words because I was surprised that Callum Phillips started but I thought he was probably the best yeah, player I thought he was the best player the mm-hmm. uh, I was surprised him and Rice started I thought I think I, I thought they were pretty similar players um, I think two of them lets the others like Mount Foden uh, Sterling, I think that lets them kind of go and f- get a free roam almost. Uh, I thought England, although I didn't think they were ten out of ten performance, I, I thought uh, Croatia were very poor. On the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised by them. And, and as a Scotland supporter, the I'm no scared uh, of both of them. On paper, they should they should beat Scotland, but I would definitely wouldn't fear getting a. Uh, the games with both of them. If, if Scotland win tomorrow, they, they give themselves a right good chance. Mm-hmm. Lachlan, obviously, Gareth Southgate would have wanted a clean sheet and a victory. Gambled with his lineup, but it's obviously paid off. And it looks as if England are in the driving seat already in this group. Obviously, a win, I get a win at home against Croatia. Can't ask for much more than a better start. No, I think um, I read today that's the first. The first time they've won the first game in the year. So I suppose it's a confidence kind of thing, you know. I think as the press will probably get a bit carried away with the with the coming home pattern and all that. Now that now yeah. they've got that win, because at the end of the day though, it's they got that win. It maybe it wasn't the most flattering or whatever performance, but the first game, getting the three points is all that matters really. Now they'll probably fancy themselves to get nine points now, to be honest. Um because they're at home to Scotland, that'll be a tough game, hopefully, uh, for them. But I think they'll they'll probably fancy themselves to, to beat Scotland in the Czechs, to be honest. So mm. I think the, the Croatia game, especially losing to them in 2018, it was a kind of a nice bit of payback and stuff for them as well. And it was a big kind of confidence thing. So Obviously, we mentioned Croatia there. I, did, I just wasn't impressed at all. I'm surprised of the lack of width. <clears throat> I'd think Modric. I'd think Modric was left very isolated. As you say, Shankers, obviously, Scotland. If Scotland were to go off to a winning start tomorrow, I wouldn't be scared of Croatia. Like, oh, I definitely think, not. I don't think they're as good as they were three years ago. I said that a couple of days ago. I just, I think England. I don't think England played brilliant. I think Aye. there's more to come. But I definitely. When 
when we looked at this lineup and there was everybody was screaming about Jack Grealish, I'm thinking you've got Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Jude Bellingham, Jaden Sancho. Oh, come on, it shows you the firepower they've got if they're needing a goal. Yeah, so they do I have agree. like they do have that potential. I don't think that'll be any. I think Calvin Phillips has probably played himself into the team for Friday. Aye, I would agree. I thought I he was he, good. I think he was one of the ones where it's if he doesn't have a good one, you don't see him for the rest of the tournament. Aye. But yeah. he's he's played that good at Southgate's like I, I, he has to play now. And it's probably no good for Jordan Henderson who's sitting in the bench, who's who's kinda of looking to he's probably not fit enough for the first game, but he'll be looking to play in the next two, but Southgate drops Phillips and then they got a bad result, it's going to come all back on him because of that. Well, you know, playing him, he was our best player. But I think, I think there is some weaknesses in England's defensive line. And it's just, I'm, I'm just not comfortable seeing a right footer at left back. I just think it's... No, I, don't, I, I think either Shaw, Chilwell, Shaw and Chilwell will play, one of them will play on Friday night. I think I, that was... I think it's, it's unbalanced. Uh, Aye. I think if Mings plays, I think it can be. I think he's whether it's Dykes or Adams. I think there's a, a physical aspect that Scotland have got an advantage against them. With Croatia, of course, Croatia can hurt you because they've got quality players. Nice. Uh, Modric, Rebic, um they've they've got a lot of players that can. I think it's Kram, Kramaric or something like that that, that plays up front. They've got players in, in good positions that they can hurt you, but they, they showed absolutely nothing. Uh, it was just a matter of time for uh, for England, for me, to be honest. And I'm not saying it could have been a, a lot more, but England were very dominant. And I never really seen any other outcome uh, after the first 15, 20 minutes. I, I, I England goal was coming, and I think that was one way kind of traffic after that Croatia were poor and as you say the Scotland going got a result tomorrow they will fans their chances to say they, say they got a result tomorrow and, and they don't get a good result against England and going to that Croatia game which the chances are, are being when I, when I goes through uh, Scotland have got nothing to fear definitely not yeah definitely we'll move into Group E we'll start off with Austria 3 North Macedonia 1 Austria were really good. I thought I thought they were some of their performances were really good. I thought David Alaba was again brilliant as he's been for the past few years for his club, but today he just really stood out playing further forward. Lachlan, what was your thoughts in that game? Uh, I think North Macedonia made a decent account of themselves despite the, the kind of two two later goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been quite good for a you could have argued if it ended a draw, to be honest. Um I thought it was a it was an alright game. I don't think I wasn't too impressed um, overall the game, but I suppose that's the way North Macedonia kind of set up to be kind of frustrated about. But they were going for it as well at times. To be fair, uh, I think Austria. I think if they were to get other results, they would have to show a bit more. Uh, personally, I don't know if it was just a case of you know they were, they were playing the the minnows of the competition, so they maybe didn't. They? step up as much as they could so I think they'll maybe have to show a bit more uh, if they're, if they're going to get anything else but it was alright um, at the end of the day first game getting the three points again it's sort of matters isn't it it's... definitely Shankers Austria obviously gave me a, a big adva- advantage to play Holland next but you basically said as well you thought Austria were good I, I, th- I think in that group I, I mean on a, on a show I thought Holland 
Poland would struggle. I thought Austria and Ukraine would go through. Uh, on Austria, they, they, they're probably expected to win. It's one of the ones. If if they win well, you're expected. If, and if you anything else, well, it's a bad result. So they've done their job professional. 3-1 looks like probably a more convincing result than what it was. Third goal in the last minute. So it, it's much closer than, than what the scoreline suggests. North Macedonia, I don't think they can be too disheartened, to be honest, with a with a performance. It's an uphill battle for here, of course. Austria probably probably their easiest game out of the three, to be honest, especially after watching Ukraine uh nail in the night. It, it's gonna be a tough ask for them now to get anything, but all they can do is is if they if they play um like what they did against Austria, you're 100%, well, that's all you can really ask. Austria, off to the best possible start they could. Yeah, definitely. We'll move into the game that was just finished, literally just about, about an hour ago. Netherlands 3, Ukraine 2, game of the tournament so far. Gigi Wijnaldum and Wout Vikos gave Holland a 2-0 lead before Ukraine managed to come back with two excellent goals from Yarmolenko and Yaramchuk. Dendled them three skibs, Netherlands a winner with a late header. Shankles, this was probably the best game we've seen so far, and it's probably just a goal fest, wasn't it? It was just an end to end all game. Aye, but it was definitely end to end. You could tell it was a chance at either end in the first, I think it was the first 90 seconds, the first Aye. two minutes. And, and that kind of set the tone for the game. And at half time, Gary Neville, I didn't really agree with it. I think to a certain extent, he said it was like an under nine game, and I can see where he's coming from because how end to end it was. But it, it's not as if there was a lot of quality in the game as well. And I don't think, oh, of course, it was 3 2, and it looks bad on the defences and stuff like that. I don't think there was any horrendous defender or stuff like that. I think that the Ukraine goalie probably should have saved the. Um, was it the Ukraine goal? The third goal? Aye, the header. I Aye, think it was. He probably should have saved that. But uh, other than that, it, it was probably. The best game of the, the tournament so far, as you said, and I think looking at looking at both teams, I think they'll they'll be the ones that are going to get through. What what order it is, probably Holland first, Ukraine second. But Ukraine played played the way I think you should play in a tournament like this. You don't want to have any regrets. You don't want to go off the park thinking, oh, "I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that." They played the game. They 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 style up play. It's as if. They're gonna create uh, concede chances. The chances are they might lose a goal or two, but they're gonna create themselves plenty of chances. Yarmolenko, uh, Zinchenko, a couple of players uh, got good quality. Yarmolenko's goal uh, was a absolute beach. Yeah. When he comes out of that left foot, you can almost kind of sense something mm. like that's gonna happen because of the quality he's got. So they're gonna cause a few problems uh, in their group and probably. They'll progress into the competition and they're no mugs, put it that way. They're a good side. Yeah, definitely. Lachlan, did you enjoy that game? What was your takeaways? Aye, no, it was a cracking game. First half, like, as Shankill says, the first two minutes was just crazy. Just <laughs> two or three chances straight away. It did kind of die down, to be fair, a bit uh, the rest of the first half, but it was still decent in the second half. It just exploded. Uh, I think when that first goal went in, it was a tidy finish for Wijnaldum, as much as it was kind of poor defending and goalkeeping a bit. A good finish, and then it just kind of exploded, because obviously Ukraine then had to come out and go for it, and then that's when they, they kind of get picked off again. And But then fair play to them, that Jan Malenko goal was a, an absolute 
So it's a, an early go of the, the tournament contender. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, I know it was a cracking game and, and fair play to Holland for you know it's easy to put your heads down when you when you throw away a two goal lead. Uh, but no, they, they battled battled well to get the winner and I I think they'll go and win the group now. But it was a it was a good game with two good teams. Definitely. Ukraine's second goal was a good one as well. It's, it's no one easy head of that. No, it's, wasn't it? It's, it's a, a great finish and a great delivery as well. Nah, I thought both teams deserved something of the game. I think I do think Ukraine, Netherlands and Australia, eh, Australia, Austria will get through. <laughs> I do think all three of them are, are pretty solid. We'll take a look at, obviously that concludes the, the review of the games. We'll look at the games that are going to be tomorrow. Scotland obviously kick off tomorrow against the Czech Republic at Hamden, two o'clock. Shankers, I'm going to ask you for a prediction and a lineup. A lineup. I've got a, I've got a lineup for you. I'll, I'll say my lineup first. I think uh, Marshall playing gold. I think O'Donnell will play with Henry, Hanley, and Ernie mm-hmm. with Robertson. Uh, and the left kind of playing as a, a five stroke three when they're going forward where I think uh, McTominay, McGinn and McGregor will play in the middle with Adams and Armstrong I think I think he'll go a wee bit conservative no want to go too up nice. in case he needs to throw dikes on with 30 to go if you're chasing the game or something like that or Fraser you, you, I think if you use all your weapons at the start of the game and it doesn't go your way, then who are you going to turn to at the side kind of thing? So I think he needs to keep Forrest, Fraser, Dykes, Gilmer if, if they're needing somebody to, to get a hold of the ball in the middle of that. I would, I would love to go, I would love to see him start passing and, and both Gilmer, but whether it's right in the opening game in the, in the tournament, uh, I don't know, it's... It's a tough one, but that's what I think a lineup will be. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly really, I'm really confident about it. I, I seen, so I seen a lineup earlier in the Scotland squad, and I, I just don't feel it as if there's been as much quality in a, a whole squad together for a long, long time in Scot- the Scottish team. Like, of course, we've had Ballon Fletcher, Barry Fegs, and McFadden's and stuff like that, but when you had those three, four. The rest of them run about maybe one day quite up to that standard, and I just feel that Scotland's got a right good squad that can go and compete. A lot of the players are playing with some right good teams up and down the country, uh, so I, I really I'm confident. That's why I'm not saying I'm overconfident in Scotland's going to go and part of them, but I'm I'm really confident for for getting into an opening game with a, a major tournament, which Scotland have been involved in for 23 years. So I'm confident, and I'm I'm actually really. I wasn't a pure buzzing for the for the for the game like last week or the week before, but seeing now that it is the more I, I'm I'm really excited and I, I just wish it was two o'clock the more. I, I can't wait to see Golden playing it at the Euros. It's got it's something I've never seen in my lifetime. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm buzzing for it to be honest. Yeah, definitely. We've waited twenty three years. I was two year old, so obviously we're gonna see that tomorrow for the first time. Lost Lachlan- was fifteen. Bye. <laughs> Lachlan Brown Scott, eh? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Lachlan, obviously, we'll give the same to yourself. We'll give you uh, how much you're looking forward to this game and what's your thoughts on how he's going to line up. 
<laughs> line up actually, I, I can't argue with Shankers there. I, I don't see anything. Maybe, you know, Fraser instead of Armstrong, possibly. But I think Christie could play there instead of Armstrong. I, I, no. possibly. I think it'll definitely be kind of Christie or Armstrong, somebody who's kind of more midfield oriented. Yeah. I think you need some legs, somebody that's going to, to run in behind and stuff like that in there. I just went with Armstrong because he plays with Adams at Southampton yeah. and I just feel as if it's a, kind of a good link. It's one of the ones Clark came out and said, you know, it isn't a must win. And I suppose he's right. You know, see, you got a draw in that first game. Would you take, would you take a draw? Mm, no, I, I'm... I've got to go for the win. Are you that confident because of how... Especially at Hamden as well. I don't think you're going to get a better chance of getting three points in the opening game. If Everett started in Scotland's favour, that's the only only thing Everett started in their favour. Home, fans in. That's the only worry. Lachlan, what's your prediction? We'll give you a final prediction. What's the score going to be tomorrow at Hamden? I think it'll be a low scoring game. I don't see there been many goals, but I think Scotland the wedge at one 0 I think one 0 I'm the same one 0 as well. Who scores? Let's go. Let's go a step further. Let's get a scorer in there. Yeah, I'll go for John McGinn. Oh, I was just about to say that. Hey, right, I'll go somebody else. Stephen O'Donnell. Stephen O'Donnell, very good. Kelly, man. I was going to say... <laughs> I need some headlines for next week. <laughs> this might be a wee bit harsh, right, because of how well Phillips played the day and that. But see, when you're looking at McGinn and McDominay, even Gilmer to a certain extent, I wouldn't say Phillips and, and Rice are, are miles, miles ahead of they two. So, I mean, like, if, if they two are lining up against Scotland, it's not as if it's... It's men against boys. It's not as if it's Dalton G's. It's it's two two both sets of players are, are in a similar level. I would say, and, and it's no obviously England's forward area is is I mean fighting probably one of the best in the in the whole world uh, international football wise. But in the middle of the park, I, I don't see a crazy difference. Compared even, to like Gerrard's, Lampard's schools, it's, it's uh, no no anything like that. But see, even with Scotland as well, like even if they are chasing the game tomorrow, they can bring on Nasbet, they can bring on Dykes, they've got Arms, as you say, Armstrong, Fraser, Gilmore, Turnbull, there's up Forest, there's, there's options there. There's, mm-hmm. It's not as if Scotland have got like the Adams is an only good striker, they've got options. Yeah. Kevin Nisbet's obviously went and scored against Holland and probably the Pound for pound, the best striker in the league, apart from probably the old firm and mm. the SPL. He's, he's looked terrific. There's there's options there, and as you say, if you're sixty minutes and needing a goal, you've got you can bring on Patterson. Can I mm. go forward a bit? There's there's plenty of options there. I do think Scotland will win tomorrow, but yep. we'll move on to five o'clock in St Petersburg, Poland play Slovakia. Robert Lewandowski, obviously the main man, going to be an attraction here. I think this could be a, a tough game. I'm going for a draw here. Um, I think Poland will win. I think we. Te- I think they're evenly matched. At, but I just think Lewandowski's one of the players. You give him a chance, he's going to score it. There's it, it, no other way about that. He's not got this. Maybe not got the quality supplying him. It's what he does at club level. But he's one of the players that you just. If you give him a chance, he'll finish it. And and that. In games like this, international knockout competitions is Slovakia. 
Slovakia? I know Slovakia. I've wrote Slovakia. Slovakia, sorry. Uh, I was mixed up. In, in the kind of games, they can't afford to be a guy like him, chances. And if Poland have got a couple of players to, to create chances for him, then Slovakia isn't bother for me. Slovakia's obviously got a wee bit of quality as well. We, I don't know, if, is it Hamsik or Hamzik? Yeah, he's yeah. still playing. They've, they've still, they have got some, some quality players. All, all the kind of uh, teams have always got Always technically good. Uh, Scotland's played Slovakia before and, uh, they've caused them problems. So I think it'll be an evenly matched game. But I think Lewandowski could be the difference. Just he's uh, probably the best striker in the world, to be honest. He's, he's just looking a level above. Nice. Lock, what are we thinking for Poland Slovakia? I kind of disagree with Shankers here. I think Lewandowski's just that kind of level above anything. You know, I think he'll be good for probably a couple of goals. I think Poland will win 2 0. Just uh, Lewandowski bagging a double, just he won't even have to do much. He just has to be a position, <laughs> and he kind of always is. So uh, I think he'll be the difference. Sorry. Definitely, we've got a big game at eight o'clock. Spain play Sweden and Seville. Shankers, what are we thinking for that? Uh, Spain, I think. I think I was listening earlier. Um, it is true. There's a lot of teams fortunate. A lot of countries, sorry, fortunate. They're playing a load of games in their own country. Right. So, like, so England, Spain, uh, Holland. We also got Denmark to some extent as well. Italy. And it's, it, it does help. It will help. They're used to playing international right. friendlies or, or UEFA Nations League games there. So, so it will make a difference. I think Spain are, Spain are a better side than Sweden anyway. I think Spain will... I'll win the group, whether it'll be as comfortable as the Spain side's previous to uh, this one. It's almost like a kind of new generation type thing. Uh, we've still got some of the old guard by Busquets, etc. But I think Spain will, Spain will win 2-0, I'm going. Uh, I think they'll win the, win the group as well. So I think the other three are kind of evenly matched. Similar to, to Italy's group, I, th- I don't think the other team's results against Spain will, will determine where they finish in the group. I think it'll be the best against each other. I'll, I'll be saying. Nah. Welcome, what are we thinking for Spain, Sweden? I, I, I think it'll be a wee bit of unrest with Spain, see, because of their the kind of COVID issues they've had. I think all the players have had to get a vaccine kind of short notice and stuff as well. I think I know their coach isn't happy and stuff with that, so... I don't know, I think stuff like that can kind of play on players' minds a bit and, you know, if there's possible side effects for... Because likes of vaccines, I know some folk, you know, struggle. Aye, well. mm-hmm. so, I mean, there could be potential side effects for that. I think Sweden, though, Sweden will be kind of hungry and uh, quite energetic, I think. Uh, obviously, the big boy Isaac up front and Kulis- Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky. Making <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the pronunciations are like... But I, I I just kind of think everything's pointing towards Sweden maybe nicking a draw. Yeah. I, I think Sweden could spring a wee upset. I've just been at the top of the group. So. Sweden are never, never far away from the last 16. Aye, they're always, they're always They're always there, there about each. Aye. I think this will be interesting. I'm actually looking forward to this game, but that'll do us for this week's this episode. I want to thank Mark and Lachlan for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries at all, mate. Anytime talking about football. I'm free. <laughs> Brilliant. Obviously, as well, enjoy the Scotland game, everybody that's listening tomorrow, and we are sending our thoughts and prayers to Christian Eriksen and his family. 
And thank you very much for listening, everyone. For more Euro content, please subscribe and follow SM Media on all our social media pages. And we'll be back in the next couple of days with a new show. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you.